Hey guys. Uh, hey everyone. Welcome back to Crimes to the Times. I'm Haley. I'm Lauren, and today Haley's telling us about Danny Rawling. Hey, Danny Rawling is the guy who, the writer, um, what's his name? It's like something William, Kevin like Williams. Yeah, Kevin Williamson based, um, the Scream, like, Scream off of. Okay. So, this is like who, when you talked about, is it Cassie Joe? Yeah. Daughter? Yeah. This is, like, those boys, didn't they murder her? They, they based off, they based, they, their murder was inspired by the Scream movies, which was inspired by Danny. Danny Rawling. And he's nasty, so, like, I'm gonna talk about, like, kind of what he does but I'm not gonna go like super into detail because he's disgusting and you guys can like look him up and like figure out what he did to people after they died or before they died <laughs> no he's just nasty and I just don't want to like like he's just a bad person okay so um Danny Rawling he was born May 26th in 1954 in Shreveport Louisiana um his mother's name was Claudia, and his father's name was James. James was a Shreveport police officer, and he's really abusive to, like, his family. And he would tell Danny that he was unwanted. And, um, uh, he also, it was said, so Danny's mom, like, Claudia, she went to, like, the ER because she had, like, cut herself. And she said that, like, James made her do it. And, um, so, like, this is a very toxic, like, home environment, relationship, yeah. not a very good situation. And she kept trying to leave, but then she would come back. She's just, like, in this, like, really cycle. sad cycle. And, of course, Danny was witnessing all of this, and it definitely affected him. Um, it was also said that James would, like, also beat their family dog. Ew, I and that. he eventually killed the dog, and it said that the dog died in Danny's arms, Aww. which is sad. Um, also, like, though, so throughout, like, Danny's teenage years, um, in, like, young adulthood, he was, like, arrested a couple times for theft, and he was a peeping Tom. Ew, that's so disgusting. he got caught looking into, like, his neighbor's like, window, and so his neighbors, like, he was, like, looking at his, like, neighbor, who's, like, a female, and, um, so then, uh, her dad went and told, like, Danny's dad, and then Danny's dad, like, freaked out on Danny. So, Danny tried enlisting in the Navy, um, but they wouldn't take him, so then he joined the Air Force, which I think it's kind of surprising, because I know... That both the Navy and the Air Force are really hard to get into. So, I don't know what their, like, their levels were back in the day. Yeah. But, like, nowadays, like, it would be really hard to get into. And Danny didn't do very well in school. Also, I forgot to say that his school counselors, so we're going back a little bit. His school counselors would say that Danny was suffering from an inferiority complex with aggressive tendencies and poor impulse control. So, that's, like, a good... Okay, so there were signs early on. Yeah, 100%. So, he was in the Air Force, and he had a drug problem. And, like, while he was in the Air Force, and then he was, like, they kicked him out of the Air Force because of his drug problem. And so, he was discharged 
I didn't really look up to see if he was honorably discharged or dishonorably. I'm pretty sure it's dishonorably if you were kicked out. Um, but this was in 1972. And then he later got married to 19-year-old Omather Halko in, uh, in September 6, 1974. They had one daughter. And then they divorced in 1977, and he was, like, abusive to his wife and stuff, and she just, like, was gonna leave. He would, like, threaten to kill her and stuff. Yeah. And so the same year, he assaulted a woman who looked just like his wife. Ew. And then he killed a woman in a car accident. Okay. Ugh. So... I'm going to go through a timeline of, like, his crimes, just because he's got a lot, and they're kind of confusing. So, I found a timeline, and I'm going to read it to you guys. Um, but, just so we stay on track, because there is, there's a lot. He's, like, he would, he was, like, a, I don't want to say a robber, but he was a, a robber? He would, he was a, a thief? A burglar? He's not a burglar. Because okay. burglars. Yeah, maybe thief. He's, like, a thief. So, there's, like, a lot of that, like, kind of petty-ish crime. And then there's also, like, legit, like, non-petty crime. So, on August 26th, so we're fast-forwarding to the 90s, on, uh, I also forgot to say that Danny Rawlings is known as the Gainesville, like, murderer or ripper. Oh, yeah. I have heard of him. Yes. Um... So, on August 26th in 1990, at the University of Florida, Sonia Carson, she was 18, and Christina Powell, 17, were both found in their apartment, uh, stabbed to death. Oh, gross. Then, the next day, on August 27th, uh, at Santa Fe Community College, uh, Krista Holt, who was 18, she... Her mutilated body was found in the oh. apartment. Oh my goodness. And then the next day on August eight um August twenty eighth, uh at the Gatorwood apartments, Tracy Pauls, twenty three, and Manuel Tab Taboada, uh also twenty three, they were found stabbed to death. So that was all within three days in like That's like a million bodies. That's one, crazy. Two, three for five, so five people are found. Um, oh my goodness! So, on August thirtieth, they had a suspect in their custody. His name was Ed Humphrey. He was eighteen. He was a uni University of Florida freshman, and like he was arrested because he was accused of battering his seventy-nine-year-old grandma. <gasps> oh my goodness! That's terrible i know scum and, literal scum yes so he was a top suspect then on so we're gonna fast forward a little bit more so still continuing with ed because his he's kind of important and like what happens to him is important um on october 10th of 1990 uh ed was found guilty of beating his grandma and he exhibited like a lot of bizarre behavior during the trial and, like, they would say, like, he was, like, mentally ill and stuff. And he was sentenced to 22 months at state, the state prison hospital at, it's, I think it's Chatta, Chattahoochee. Oh, yeah. Which, 
to me is funny. That's a funny name. Chattahoochee. Isn't that that's in like Chattahoochee? A, that, isn't that like a song? Um, like chat. I know there's like Chattanooga. 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 I don't know how to say these weird names. Anyways, so so we're gonna so that was. Uh, so yeah, that happened on October 10th, and his family said. That, like, he would be free if he had not been falsely connected to the college slings. Because he was only, like, arrested, really. They they suspected. Oh, it's an Alan Jackson song, guys. I just don't know these things. Because I don't really... I listen to some country music, not that much. But, um... Uh, yeah, so he was... Like, he was never... Con- he was n- never, like, convicted of anything that, like... Danny did. Okay. They just, like, his family was like, if he wasn't, like, if you guys didn't suspect him, he would be free right now. He wouldn't have gotten as much trouble as he did with his grandma because they suspected him for, like, a bunch of murders. But I'm like, yeah. you should go to prison for beating your grandma. It's You're disgust- a terrible yeah, person. that's terrible. That is horrible. Um, so then on January 24th in 1991, uh, it came out in the press that they identified Danny Rowling, who was t- 36 at the time, and he was, like, a drifter, obviously, because he was, like, committing a bunch of burglaries and, like, robbing people and stuff. Um, so he was in custody since the previous September as the prime suspect in the killings. And he, he had, like, during this time, he had confessed to robbing a grocery store. So then on February 8th in 1991, uh, Rowling was charged with robbing a Tampa save and pack grocery store on September 2nd in 1990. He also was going to face three burglaries committed around the same time in Tampa. And he like broke into a house and then called his mom from the house, which is like, not the smartest thing to do. No. Like, dude, why are you calling people from a house that you broke into? Not smart. <laughs> so, uh, then on May 31st, uh, the there was a task force that was investigating the killings, so all the students that were, like, murdered, um, and they identified Rowling as a prime suspect after DNA evidence linked uh, him to the crime scenes. Then on July 10th, a federal grand jury in Tallahassee, um, indicted, uh, rolling on charges of robbing a Gainesville bank on August 27th. Oh, so this is all before he's, like, really getting charged with, like, murder. He's getting charged with all of these, like, thefts. It's just, like, the, his, his, um, list of crimes is just, it's just racking up. Like, yeah. there's... It's just kind of crazy. So... Um, you're. I was when I was reading this, I was like, "Oh my goodness, this, this guy, he gets in like so much trouble, and then he still has not been charged for murder yet. So then he gets that on top of this, like, homie's gonna be, he's never gonna see the light of day ever again. So they indicted him on charges of robbing a Gainesville bank on August twenty seventh in nineteen ninety, and the, so. <clears throat> Sorry. So that places him in Gainesville during the time of the murders. So okay. he was there, like, because he's robbing a bank while murdering people all at the same time. Because I don't know why. 
he just needs... Impulse control He needs problems. the thrill. He's... I guess so. Ugh. So then on September 18th of 1991, uh, Rawlings was sentenced to life in prison as a habitual offender um, for an... This, I think this is a place like Ocala. And guess where... Guess what he robbed in Ocala? A Winn-Dixie. Oh. <laughs> which is a great book. Um, so he was given a... He was sentenced to life in prison. Wow. Yeah. So he... So then at the same time, Ed Humphreys, the one who like beat his grandma, he had... He leaves prison after like... 13 and a half months. Oh, wow. Okay. And insists that he's innocent in, like, the Gainesville. But they're kind of already suspecting um, Danny more than Ed. Yeah. So. They were like, well, we thought it was you. It turns out you're just trash. You're also trash. But, but you didn't do, like, this. So. Yeah. Okay. Um. So then on October, so a month later, uh, Danny is sentenced to three life terms plus 170 years for robbery, assault, and burglary charges relating to the Tampa crimes in September of 1990. So this is still before he's charged with murder. He has three life sentences. So he has like plus 170 years. Like 3,000 years. Yeah, he's literally like literally he would never. No, there's no chance. There's no chance. I don't I think he's still alive. I'll look it up in a second. Yeah, there's no chance. Um, so, on November 15th in 1991, a Gainesville grand jury indicts Rawlings. He's dead. He's dead? Yeah, he died in 2006. Okay. Um, the grand jury indicts Rawlings on charges of first-degree murder, burglary, and sexual assault. And the college slings. So they um, then on May twenty first he gives he's given another life sentence uh, for the Gainesville bank robbery, and then a judge later resentences him to twenty three years instead of life. And then on June first in nineteen ninety two, Rawlings attempts to like hang himself with a bedsheet in a cell at Florida State Prison. It doesn't work. And then on June seventh. At his arraignment, uh, he pleads not guilty for the five killings and, like, for the, the crimes that he committed on the college students. He could, he says he's not guilty. Liar! I know, he's definitely a liar. So then, on July 10th, he is sent to Chattanooga for treatment. Then he's returned, then he returns to the Florida State Prison in December. So then, on May 14th, there, the judge, he, his name's Stan Morris, and he sets the trial for January 1994, but then later postpones it till February. So then on February 10th of 1994, well, days before Danny's trial, he agrees to plead guilty for, like, his crimes, and he asks for no leniency, um, and the, the prosecutors and judge and defense lawyer, they keep this, like, I see Garrett from, like, the press or whatever. Yeah. And then on February 15th, the guilty plea is announced in open court. The judge and lawyers agree to return the next day to select a jury that will recommend 
whether Rowling should be sentenced to life in prison or death in the electric chair. So. That's so, that's crazy. I know it is crazy, but at least he is like, I am guilty. So then he was, okay, so let me find it. So this was also like court TV. So that's why they were keeping it a secret. Like his guilty plea till it was like announced because all of this was on like court TV because it's the 90s. Yeah. So that was pretty popular. I feel like everything. Well, actually, yeah, I feel like there's just so many cases that like were broadcast on TV. I've never watched like a trial on TV before. I mean, besides, like, seeing TikToks of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Yeah, or, like, like, watching, like, Judge Judy or something. Yeah, I I mean, I love Judge Judy. But, like, other than that, I've not really seen... I've seen clips of things of, like, if I'm watching, like, Dateline and they'll show parts of that. So, like, I've seen that, but I've never, like, personally... Like, kept up with a... Yeah, never kept up with a case. Um, other than the, uh, the Lori Day bill, but that's oh, just because yeah. everyone around me was super into it, yeah. and so they would watch videos, and so I would be like, oh. I kept up with that, but I never watched a trial. It's just, like, interesting, because, yeah. I mean, I don't know, I mean, there have been big cases recently, but I feel like a lot of them were just, like, a while ago, like, OJ and, yeah. and Ted Bundy, and, like, well, you know. And I just, I don't know. I people post about them later and they say what that was talked about, so I'll just read that instead yeah. of like watching a whole trial. And you're like, you I like to... trial movies, like yeah. Runaway Jury, amazing. I recommend it. It's a great movie. <laughs> like I love those kind of movies. I love courtroom dramas. Love it. But like watching it on like, it's not as exciting. Well, I was almost gonna be on a jury, um, what a few months ago, and. I was so sad because I was, like, had to go... Like, it was just not the time. I did not want to get... I I don't... You're... I think you're a different... Different kind of person, Lauren, to be excited to be on a jury. Well, I mean, I wasn't, like, excited. If if I wasn't busy, I would have been, like, totally fine being on a jury. My mom has been on a jury several times. And, like, I don't know. I... My dad was on a crazy one. It was, like, it was, like, what you were talking about, like, that guy that was, like, went to jail about beating his grandma. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. My dad, he always gets jury duty. Like, he has jury duty more than anyone. And it's just, like, um, and he's a teacher, so it's, like, harder for him to, like, get off work and, and stuff. So, they, I don't know, we always talk about, like, how they should give, like, teachers a break and not make them be on, like, a jury or whatever, Mm because it's, like... And you know how many times I've subbed for a class because their teacher has jury duty? And they're, like, stressed that they're going to get put on, a, like, a trial and they're going to be away from their students. Because the students need their teacher. Like, yeah. I was just a sub. So, I mean, I was I was sub at, like, one school for, like, for a long time. So, I was, like, a reliable sub. But they still need their teacher. Like, but, um, yeah. Well, and then I've gotten jury duty once and... I was in, like, group, like, 37 or something, so I was, like, there's no way I'm getting it. I'm, like, gonna get, like, I'm gonna have to drive there or whatever. So then I checked, and I didn't, like, the day I was before. in group one. Yeah, I know. I remember that. I was, yeah. like, Lauren, you're, you're Well, and you. I literally was gonna go on vacation, like, 
a few days later, I, like, was crying. I was like, I'm gonna miss my vacation. My family's gonna go on this road trip without me. I'm depressed. And then I show up, and they're like, like, one of the, like, she was, like, guilting everyone, like, uh, you people need to do your, like, civic duty and, or whatever it is. Um, and then I, um, but one of the things, like, excuses was, like, if you have a prepaid trip, yeah. And like so I was like, sorry. My brother, he was out of the country one time and he got like so this was for like a like this was for like a case of someone who like did something to him, like vandalized his car. Mm-hmm. And so uh this guy was getting put on trial and then they called my brother as like a witness. And my brother literally was out of the country, so he couldn't be, like, a witness in this this guy's case. And so I was a witness for a crime, but I was never uh, a witness in a trial. I just, like, gave the police a bunch of photos and information. That was kind of fun. That's- Anyways, so... <laughs> sorry, guys. That was, like, the longest rant, but it was kind of fun. It's fine. We need to fill up our time anyways. <laughs> so, um, so the, the, the jur- jury, I don't know why I couldn't think of what the heck the their names were even though we literally were talking about juries and stuff for like 20 minutes um so they sentenced him on april 20th to death so they gave him a death sentence oh my goodness so he so danny at the time was diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder borderline personality disorder and paraphilia which is like being like a deviant Oh. Like a, you know, a deviant. Ew. Yeah, because he was, he did some scary things that, like, I didn't want to really go into, because I think it's, like, an unnecessary thing. But he was, he did, like, like, these people he murdered, he did terrible things to them. Um, so, what was I going to say? But I'm not surprised he has borderline personality disorder, because that, like, comes from trauma. And I guess so does Anne. Like, any personality disorder really comes from trauma. Yeah. And, I mean, his dad, like, his family life was very traumatic. It's just really sad, like, that this happens and then... Yeah, it's like a domino effect. Yeah. And... Ugh. But that's no excuse, so... No, it's not. Because so many people have been traumatized and they don't, like, do anything like this. Yeah. So, people need to get it together. Yeah, don't be a serial killer. Yeah. You can be better. The bar is at the floor. <laughs> um, so he, there was like Shreveport. So you know how I told you that Danny was born in Shreveport. So there's Shreveport murders also. Um, but I'll go into that in just a second. So shortly before he was execu- executed in Florida, um, for like the killings in Gainesville, he claimed responsibility for the Shreveport murders. And he, like, he, he, like, communicated with, like, a spiritual advisor. His name is Reverend Mike Hupsped, and the Florida police, and gave them, like, a handwritten confession and apology. And, sorry, someone's calling me. (laughs) It's scam likely. I don't know why they're always calling. Yeah, they are. They always call you. They do. Maybe your phone number's on like a list or something. I'm sure my my 
phone number's been like the, the given school, out. The school district probably sold sold your. Phone I know. Number. After I stopped subbing, they're like, "How dare you leave us?" <laughs> they're like, "We're giving you to your number to all these different organizations." Well, I still get called like, so I didn't. Okay, this is totally off topic, but if you guys want to know anything about being a substitute in California, like, I had to, like, say that I was going to sub again the next year, so, like, the next school year, and I said that I wasn't, and I still get calls to sub, and I'm like, guys, I don't even think I'm, like, should be still in your system, because I said I wasn't going to sub. I just remember when it was, like, we were right up, like, we were just about to move, and you were getting assigned, like, substitute Yes, I got signed, and And I'm like, dude, I'm literally leaving. Like, Like, people were deliberately, like, putting you in their classes, and you're like, I'm not gonna be there, like, what is going on? And then, and then minutes later, like, you know, your your bestie, she, like, took you off. She did. Okay, can I just say, I'm gonna put this out there for everyone who is, like, a teacher, and you have, like, a program where you can assign substitutes, do not assign them without their permission. Because, you know, how many times that I've gotten assigned, like, a job without my permission, and when I get assigned to a job like that, I can't, like, I can't, like, it, like, won't go away, so, like, I can't, like, say no to it. So, don't do that to your substitutes, because... Otherwise, they'll hate you. Yeah. I mean, I don't actually... I didn't hate people who did that. I just thought it was really annoying. And then I would, like, call the... My my uh, substitute BFF. She worked in the office. And I'll be like, Courtney, can you fix this? Like, I did not accept this. Like, I can't... I'm busy that day. And then sometimes it'll be, like, for, like, a teacher I didn't want to sell for their class for either. Because their class is, like, more difficult. Yeah. Scary kids. Scary kids. Uh, anyways, sorry guys. So, um, he made this confession and he confessed to the murders of this family. Their name is Grissom. Alright, hold on one second. So, um, yeah, their names are Grissom. So, it was like 55-year-old William Grissom, his 24-year-old daughter, and his 8-year-old grandson, Sean. I thought you were going to say his 24-year-old wife. I was like, oh my goodness, no. But, um, that's so sad. It is sad. So, they had been tucked in their home while they were preparing for dinner. Three generations? Yes. Ugh, and, tragic. like, they're bought, like, he did his, like, terrible stuff. That he does. And, um, so then he, he confessed. He finally confessed to that. And he actually committed those murders in, like, 1989. So, and then he confessed for it, like, a couple, like, like, ten years later or more. Wow. So he then, so, rolling, his last meal was lobster tail he sang a gospel hymn but made no statement immediately before his execution which was witnessed by many of his victims relatives and he was executed by lethal injection at florida state prison on october 25th in 2006 after the u.s supreme court rejected a last ditch appeal he was pronounced dead at 6 13 p.m at I think it's Eastern Daylight Time. It's E-D-T. Okay. And then, of course, he was, like, the inspiration for the the movie Scream. 
and they like he he's been mentioned in like so many like so many like little like TV shows and stuff and I find it really disturbing when like I mean every movie every show like there's always something that like is inspired by Yeah. It. But that just like disturbs me when like these horror movie franchises like Scream is so big. Like it's probably it's one of the biggest like horror movie film franchises yeah. ever and it literally it's based off of real murders and real victims like that's crazy yeah. i, I mean it's very loosely based yes and i just think like as a society this is like what we do yeah i'm not saying it's okay but literally like while we're in the midst of like pandemic pandemic, we were in like lockdown, lockdown. They're making a movie about like COVID. Yeah, I'm like that's I can't like guys like it was like n- I think once you get further away from things, then maybe it's okay to make a movie about it. But like not while you're literally currently living in it. Like that was crazy, and I was like, no, this is too soon. Like you under- understand the the statement. That's too soon. This is definitely too soon. So, I just, like, I think about how, like, and it's not even, like, today's society. It's throughout all of history. Like, they'll, like, create things based off of things. And it's, like, really recent. And I feel like it doesn't take into account what, like, other people went through. And you're like, what the heck? (laughs) So, I mean... I can't really say anything other than, like, I'm definitely someone who, like, who like watches stuff so i not i'm probably also probably part of the problem too oh, we make it. yeah but yeah that's like i don't know he's so disturbing that's he is crazy. he's scary and yeah he is a bad dude did committed a lot of crime and did bad things to people and i just didn't he didn't show that he like cared about anyone all right you guys thanks for listening bye bye Thank you so much for listening and supporting our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Crimes Through the Times. And look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts.